One shot, one life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband and dad, Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, uh, joined by my incredible team back at the KLIN studios in the heartland of America, Lincoln, Nebraska. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so grateful that you're here. We also want to welcome our friends joining us on Facebook Live. A big thanks to my Facebook producer, Johnny Cadillac, does a super job there. And uh, you can stay in touch with him as well if you want a private message, Johnny. Um, he'll get that information to us. Uh, today's going to be such a fun and unique show. We're broadcasting remotely from Omaha, Nebraska for the 2020. Uh, Miss Nebraska USA pageants. And I can't wait to bring today's guests on, dear friends of the show. Uh, we're going to get to them in just a couple of minutes. Um, and we've got a big announcement. Today's going to be a really special and fun day. We're going to do a big announcement regarding the show in just a little bit. I want to thank my executive producer, Josh Floyd, for keeping us rolling back in the studio. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Doug. Things are going very smoothly. Not a single hiccup over here. I am just glad to hear your voice, my friend. Just <laughs> glad good to, to hear. I'm voice. glad to hear that. Um, here's my question for you, Josh. Yes, sir. Though, you know, we're going to talk about dreams today and pursuing those dreams, the desires of your heart that you really want to achieve. What's a dream that you have that you're either pursuing or wanting to pursue? Um, I am pursuing, uh, like right now, I'm doing something I've dreamed of doing my entire life. And, and I, I, I had to work at getting here and I had to go out on some limbs. Um, but here I am. Well, that's awesome. We're going to be sharing a lot of great information today about dreams and talking about that. Um, you know, my dream since being a kid is I wanted to be Casey Kasem. Jennifer, you probably knew Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem, for those of you who don't know, basically is this generation's like, you know, my generation's Ryan Seacrest, right? He'd had American top 40. He played all these top 40 songs in the country. And back then, we didn't have iPhones and MP3s and, and uh, all this Internet stuff at all. All we had were cassettes and records. And so um, that was one of my big dreams. I was 16 years old. A radio station opened up in Lincoln or in Albion, Nebraska, small town, 2,000 people. I grew up on a farm uh, just outside of town. But I would always shoot baskets and listen to my boom box with Casey Kasem on it and going, I want to do that one day. And a radio station opened up, and I was 16 years old at the time, and I shared my dream with my my folks. And they're like, hey, go for it. What do you got to lose? So I went in, and the general manager hired me basically about on the spot, and uh, I got to start working weekends. And guess what I got to play on the weekends? Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Isn't that crazy? So for, that really birthed this, like, radio bug and this desire to really share people's stories um, on the air and to really impact people. Well, fast forward about 37 years after being out of radio for nearly 31 years, I was offered the opportunity to host my own show right here, One Shot, One Life. And it's a dream that really I never let die. And so I'm really excited to be able to share some news in just a minute. But uh, I really want to talk about this idea of hopes and dreams today. We've got some great people here, great women who have achieved their own hopes and dreams. But here's the reality. Too often, we ignore our heart's desires. Um, these are desires that give birth to dreams deep within us. But sometimes 
We allow our dreams to be held captives inside of our hearts, trapped sometimes by our own negative thoughts, being irrational, unattainable, or irresponsible. But worse yet, we may even allow those negative thoughts and words and actions of others to lock our dreams up inside of us. And uh, I urge you, don't ignore your heart. Listen to it closely. Begin exploring it. I want you to give your life um, really what it's telling you to pursue. And now's the time to get serious about it. Start living your life the way you were born to live with your passions and gifts and talents that you were given. And I don't want you to hold back. You're only given one shot at this amazing one life, and we want you to give it all you've got. Now, I work with a lot of one-on-one clients across the country, and a lot of times people tell me that they feel guilty or selfish sometimes when they want to pursue those dreams uh, of their hearts. And it's critical to understand that I believe those desires, many of which God has purposely placed in your heart, are there for a specific reason. Um, if your dreams align with God's plan for your life, listen close. You'll find that they'll ultimately serve and bless other people. And that's what it's ultimately about. Uh, and I want to encourage you to fully pursue those, those dreams and passions in your life. So I've got six Powerful questions that can help you answer and identify what your hopes and dreams are. Grab a pen, grab a paper, or after the show, check out the podcast. Uh, but here they are. Number one, if I could do anything in the world and money and time weren't an issue, what would I do? Second question, what did I used to dream about doing and that I've since forgotten about or intentionally buried? Third question, what did I dream about doing or becoming when I was a kid that I still think about every once in a while today? Fourth question, what have others told me that I do really well or that I should consider doing? Fifth question, what dream has God put in your heart? And then finally, and I want you to listen closely to this one, uh, because we're going to unpack this later on the show. What's at stake if you don't pursue your passions and dreams? Big question with big consequences, and we'll talk about that. So one of my big dreams, we've shared it on the show before, is we'd love to be able to syndicate One Shot, One Life so that we can get all across the country, so we can cover every square inch of the United States with this show and with this message. Today, my team and I are very excited to announce that in January, we were offered the opportunity to syndicate the show uh, with a great company called Syndication Networks, one of the tops in the country. Uh, Over the past week, they've been developing a great marketing plan, and right now they're promoting the show to stations all across America. Um, Now, there's a lot of work to do yet, and we're excited about this because it takes time. It's like a marathon. It's not a sprint to grow this, Um, but we hope to be picked up and broadcast on new stations and affiliates within the next 60 days. So here's my ask for you. If you're listening outside of Lincoln, Nebraska, through the podcast or on Facebook Live, and you'd love to have our show on your local radio station, contact them. Let them know. All you have to do is give them a quick call and say, we want one shot, one life. That's it. Or give them a quick email or send a quick text or direct message. Uh, we'd really help that, and I'd really appreciate uh, uh, you doing that. It would help us out you know, as we get the word out. So, Josh, what do you think about all this great information and the great opportunity we have before us? Because you're going to be producing Man. the whole thing. I, I, I was trying to play it cool when you asked me my hopes and dreams. I want to be the executive <laughs> producer of a nationwide syndicated radio show. There like, you go. You're doing it. That is my dream dream and we're like we're we're gonna be there soon it's just i don't know man i i I mean we talk a lot and so you know how i feel but it is just so um i mean it's overwhelming and it's exciting and it's horrifying and it's it's (laughs) you know if you would have asked me two years ago like hey do you think you'll ever like be part of a nationwide syndicated radio show i'd have been like 
are you crazy? No. Why? How, how would that even happen? And to be honest, I'm not even really sure the, the crazy series of events that, that got me here, but I am just so incredibly honored and excited to be on this ride with you. And, and just to think of all the people that we're going to be able to help, um, over the next, however many decades, like I just, I, I'm uh, getting reclumped. <laughs> well, I'm excited about that. There's a lot of work. Yeah, there's a lot of work to be done, yeah. and uh, we're going to be moving forward. We want to thank our amazing sponsors, guests, staff, and KLIN and Broadcast House, and most importantly, our listeners and friends for helping us uh, receive this amazing opportunity, and we deeply appreciate that, and we look forward to bringing you some great shows, great guests, as we continue on at One Shot, One Life. Well, today we're honored to have three amazing women on the show uh, who each have wholeheartedly continued to pursue their hopes and dreams. And because of that drive, they're, they've impacted uh, positively in a great way thousands of people's lives across the country. And I can say now around the world as well uh, by what they have done. Um, Miss Nebraska Teen, Farron Meddy, uh, Miss Nebraska USA, Natalie Pieper, and co-executive director of Ambrose and Associate, Associates, Jennifer Vanetta Fisher. Farron, get this won the national crown and is the reigning Miss Teen USA. That's huge. Uh, Natalie is this year's second runner-up for Miss USA, which is huge, and it all happened right here in Nebraska. We're going to learn about those dreams. We're going to learn about their future dreams. Dig into this so that we can walk away from the show really prepared to take on life fully. We're going to take our first break here, and when we come back, these amazing women are going to share about the power of pursuing their own hopes and dreams, how it's impacted them and those around them, and then later on, what's at stake if you don't pursue your own dreams, you're listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLIN. You only have one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, broadcasting live today from Omaha, Nebraska for the 2023 Miss Nebraska USA pageants. We want to thank our One Shot, One Life show partners, amazing group of local and regional businesses that have helped us get our message out because they believe in what we're doing. Lincoln Coin and Bullion has been my trusted gold and silver experts for over a decade. John Henry's Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning, proudly serving Lincoln and the surrounding areas for over 25 years. Casey Smile, Dr. Headley and his staff completely transformed my smile. They could do the same thing for you. Lincoln Youth for Christ, they're a non-denominational, non-profit ministry serving over 2,400 young people in the Lincoln and surrounding areas. The Searcy team of home real estate, Jeff, Mary, and their entire team have helped my wife, Tammy, and I buy and sell over five homes in our past 30 years, and they can do the same thing for you. And the Medicare Solutions team, Michael Graham and his team do a great job in St. Louis helping you across the country with your Medicare options. All you have to do is go to their website, themedicaresolutionsteam.com, and they can help you out as well. If you or your business would like to partner with us at One Shot, One Life, we'd love to have you join us. All you have to do is contact me directly at Doug at KLIN.com. That's Doug at KLIN.com. All right. Well, today we're digging into the topic of pursuing our hopes and dreams and what's at stake if you don't chase after them. Joining us are Miss Nebraska Team USA, Farron Meddy, Miss Nebraska USA, Natalie Pieper, and co-executive director of Ambrose & Associates, Jennifer Vanetta Fisher. Farron won the national crown as the reigning Miss Teen USA. We celebrated that last night, which was really fun. And Natalie is this year's second runner-up uh, nationally for Miss USA as well. So Farron and Natalie and Jennifer, welcome to One Shot, One Life. Thank you. 
you. Welcome back, actually, ladies. You guys are a friend of the show. You've been here before. We heard your story last May when you came on. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun ride over the last nine months. Oh, so much has happened since we last saw you and I, spoke on the show. I know. It's been really good. So here's the thing. I'd like for both of you to be able to share kind of what the last nine months has meant to you and what you've gone through. So... Personally, it has been just a whirlwind, so much fun. I've grown so, so much. I've become an completely, a completely different person now, but I've been able to do countless appearances in my community. I love doing elementary appearances. I remember talking about that last yes. time, but for anyone who didn't hear it, I am an author of an affirmation book. It's called I am ABCs and I call it alphabet, alphabet affirmations. And I go and I read it to um, any kind of any age of kindergartners all the way to fifth graders. And because I think anyone can use affirmations regardless of your age, but since it's the ABCs, I typically stick to elementary students and I teach them about self-confidence and self-worth. And I was able to do that so much throughout the last nine months as Miss Teen USA and also as Miss Nebraska Teen USA. So I've been to schools around the USA now, not just in Nebraska, which is really, really special. But winning um, nationals was <laughs> absolutely crazy. I mean, I was not expecting it, but I am just so honored. I feel very like blessed to wear this crown and sash and hold this title and just I'm excited to keep working in my community and in the USA community. So how many youth do you estimate you talked to over the last oh my goodness. nine months? Probably upwards of five thousand students. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes. So a huge impact all because you made a decision to participate uh, and, and actually become Miss Nebraska Teen and then Miss yeah. Teen. So uh-huh. That it, is, it all started here a yeah. year ago. That's crazy. So crazy. Natalie, how about you? What's the last nine, nine months been for you? Like? It's it's truly been incredible. And I think one of my favorite parts uh, in the past few months has been watching how I myself has transformed. Mm -hmm. And that's not only just, you know, on the outside and my personality, but also I think there's a number of like intrinsic uh, like self-confidence type traits that I've developed in the past few months, because when you hold the title of Miss Nebraska Teen USA or Miss Nebraska USA, you are representing your state and you're representing your community and you're trying to be an empowering and an accomplished young woman. And, you know, sometimes you can get intimidated or sometimes you may not feel that confidence. But the past few months have been, you know, showing that what you, you fake it till you make it. And, <laughs> exactly. And also it gives you tools to realize, you know, recognize your self-worth and make sure that you're able to recognize it in others as well and encourage and empower them as well. How is that? How have you seen that happen? How have you seen that play out in, in impacting people's lives? Yes. So it's been wonderful because it can come in a number of different ways. So for me personally, I've realized how the Miss Nebraska USA title has empowered me in my job. So I work as an attorney at QTech Rock. I've been practicing for about a year and a half. I do litigation and coming in as a new attorney is very intimidating. The work can be, you know, crushing at times. And honestly, you really don't know what you're doing half the time. And so you're kind of like trying to always catch up. But by developing traits that I gathered from Miss Nebraska USA, like the self-confidence, like public speaking, mm -hmm. being able to connect with people and form relationships and be relatable, that transfers in the professional world and especially with your coworkers, but also clients as well. And so that's brought me a number of traits uh, that have helped professionally. But also in my title, I've been able to recognize that in others as well. And that's been a lot of the volunteerships that I've had throughout the past year. And more specifically, I think one that I loved with Farron happened actually pretty recently after we were crowned. And so 
there is Girl Up Nebraska is an organization that helps with period poverty. Um, so it helps get menstrual products mm-hmm. to women in rural communities that otherwise don't have access or don't have funds uh, to obtain such menstrual products. And we are able to raise a ton of money and also donate a number of products to different communities around Nebraska. And seeing and meeting these young women that are in middle school and high school and knowing they're committed to bettering their state, that in itself is something that's incredibly empowering to me, but it's also showing that people like me will show up to these things mm-hmm. and participate. And, you know, their voices and their actions aren't falling on deaf ears. The, when you hear, okay, so first of all, I'm super blessed that I'm in the room, right? I'm in the room and to be able to hear these stories because you're impacting lives in many different ways. And I think a lot of people don't see this as they live their life. Farron, you're, you're a pre-med major. Want to be a pediatrician? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And, and Natalie just shared all the different levels of where we can impact people's lives from a personal level, from people that you don't know, from a charity level at work. I think a lot of times we forget at work, people have lives at home. And a lot of times if you're a coworker, you're just like, well, you go do your job and you go home. But the reality is those people have lives. They've got worries. They've got stresses that you can help encourage with. So you talk about that. And then you talk about it from a bigger standpoint of where you want to go in the future. It's amazing. Jennifer, you and your brothers um, own the Nebraska and, and uh, what, five other states, kind of a franchise for the Miss USA. Um, what is it like watching and helping women like this really not only pursue their dreams, but then see them impact their influence around them? Well, it, it's why we're doing this. I mean, it's I started to tear up listening to Natalie, just, you know, knowing how they've impacted other people with this role model position, but also how this has affected them in a positive way. Also, you know, years ago when I was a title holder, I remember always reminding myself, the more you give, the more you get, the more you give, the more you get. And so when you're focused on trying to impact other people's lives in a positive manner, you don't realize along the way how it's affecting you in such amazing ways as well. So I love hearing how they have maximized this opportunity that they've been blessed with and how they've benefited from it as well. You were Miss Kansas, correct? Mm -hmm. In 1998. I got Mm -hmm. that right. Yes. And I actually competed in the Miss America pageant. Uh Um, I was ineligible to compete in the USA program because of my brother being a director. Uh, But, you know, like a lot of things in life, you question it at the moment and then you just kind of pivot and keep moving forward. And you realize that there was a just a different, more perfect path for you. Yeah. We had a great time. There was a welcome party last night for Farron. And so, so many people there. And and Jennifer, you and I and my wife, Tammy, were talking. And uh, you were sharing about your passion of why you chose to to join your brothers, mm-hmm. Jason and John, uh, in the pageant world. Why is mm-hmm. this? Well, you know, we were also talking about some of the stereotypes that mm-hmm. come along with pageantry and uh, some of the misconceptions that, you know, we still continue to to battle through. Uh, but we've said from the very beginning that it's it's really not about the glitz, the glamour, the heels, the dresses, all the fun, girly parts that go along with with participating in a pageant. 
it's really about the overall learning opportunity that's at play. I mean, we we firmly believe that every single young woman who participates, regardless of how the points add up, you know, whether you win or you're second runner up or you're in the top five or miss the top five or whatever, you can benefit from setting this goal and working towards it, from being a part of this program. And if we didn't believe that, we wouldn't be doing this 31 years later. If the only two who would benefit from this were the two who end up with the crowns on their mm-hmm. heads, it's really not worth the time, effort, yeah. energy, you know, and everything else that we put into it throughout the years. But um, we think it's a great learning opportunity. It's a program that every single young woman can benefit from. And we just use this as our vehicle to make a positive impact in young women's lives. You know, you use your show mm-hmm. as your vehicle to impact people's lives. These girls are using a, a sparkly banner and a crown to increase their level of, of influence, you know, and we're, when you were talking earlier about syndication, I thought Farron kind of landed a syndication deal this year too. You really? know, she took, well, she took her time. Oh, yes, to yes, all across. Level, yes, you know? you're right. And so that's, that. that's ultimately why we get so excited for our girls on the, na- at the national pageant too. You know, we're not looking for recognition as directors like our girl won. Yay. Right. You know, we know it's an opportunity for them to do what they're doing in their own state nationwide. Sometimes it it turns out to be God's plan for her life, and sometimes it, it isn't. And if we get to bring her home to our state, we're thrilled yeah. about that, you know? So um, so we're, we're happy that Farron was given that opportunity, and we're also happy and thankful that we still get Nat in Nebraska. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, one of the things you, you asked me to judge last year, and it was my first experience with a pageant, and I had preconceived notions of thinking it was just a beauty contest. Mm-hmm. And the reality was it wasn't. What I fell in love with was from a leadership, all your leadership on down, John, Jason, you on down and working with the women, your staff, um, you really um, value the young women and you realize that they're each a person and this is an opportunity for them each to grow. And so when we had the interviews last year, one of the things that really struck me was every gal came in, um, didn't matter where they were at, if it was their first time or if it was their 10th time. And they had passions that they wanted to share, but they also realized it was an opportunity for them to grow, to develop to network and to to make relationships. And then watching, because I was being kind of critical, watching them interact with each other, they were building relationships. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a cat fight. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, some things you may see on TV. I don't know if that goes on elsewhere, but I know with the way that you work with these young women, it is not that way. No. And you value their lives. And, and it's a, really cool. It's another misconception about pageantry. You know, they see movies like Miss Congeniality. Or, right. You know, we're, our society is fairly limited on what they know about pageantry and, and the real stories behind, you know, who these young women are. And I think that from a production standpoint, we're doing a much better job on the national level communicating, you know, to the general public just how accomplished and amazing these young young women are. Um, but uh there are no cat fights happening backstage. Uh it's a it's a really beautiful sisterhood. Oh, it's well, that, fun to watch the relationships yes, develop. And actually here in this state specifically, we have just enjoyed so much watching the sisterhood, the friendships develop with the Nebraska title holders. You know, we've been here 
a lot of years now and all of them have remained friends. They, they communicate with each other. They support each other. You know, it's, it's really, it's like becoming a part of a really special, unique sorority. Mm. And now with social media, it's so easy to stay connected to people. You know, when I competed, I didn't hear from those girls. I competed with at nationals for years mm-hmm. until Facebook came out. And then we started to kind of slowly reconnect and, and build our own page. And, you know, somebody found our pageant on YouTube one day and, you know, so it's, it's coming around for, for my age group, but you know, these young ladies are in a great position because they can connect to like-minded, amazing goal oriented young ladies in the pageant and then stay connected. I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm not guaranteeing this, but I'm, I'm assuming there will be some pageant girls in your wedding party. All the way. I rode up uh, with um, a young woman last night, her first time uh, in the pageant mm-hmm. and so nervous and was talking to her and trying to encourage her along the way. But as I was watching her get off the elevator with her mom, um, I was thinking this, I was, what I was thinking was you have no idea what you're in for. Mm-hmm. It's going to be such a great experience. And I could just tell she was kind of you know, nervous for this being her first one, but she's going to have a great experience and, and she's going to be blessed by that. So she's, and then she's taken that step. You know, you think back, she's taken that scary step of courage mm-hmm. to do something to improve her life and to hopefully impact other people's Absolutely. lives. And today's that day for her to do that. You know, I tell the contestants all the time, it is never easy to step out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. but you will always benefit from it. And our hope as directors is when all of these young ladies go back to school or work or wherever on Monday, that they feel more confident to tackle whatever they are facing, whether it's a job interview or maybe getting out of a bad relationship or um, giving a presentation in class that day, whatever it is ahead, they can look back and go, this is nothing compared to what I just did this weekend. Right. You know, that's true. So it puts it in perspective. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Farron and Natalie are going to share their hopes and dreams that they pursue. We're also going to answer some questions like, you know, was there ever anything that held you back from pursuing your dreams? If so, what was it? And they're also share some tips on how to keep moving forward when you feel like giving up. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion. Buying and selling precious metals such as silver, gold, platinum, and palladium. We buy and sell coins and bills, both domestic and foreign. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We're broadcasting live from Omaha, Nebraska today. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. We've been having a great conversation with Miss Nebraska Teen USA and reigning Miss Teen USA, Farron Meddy, Miss Nebraska USA, Natalie Pieper, and co-executive director of Ambrose and Associates, Jennifer uh, Vanetta Fisher. Um, If you missed the first part, I know, tongue-tied here. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, if you missed first part of the show and you want to hear back and uh, listen to their great stories, all you have to do is listen to the podcast. Josh, would you tell our listeners how they can do that? I would love to, Doug. First, you download your Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or there's a good chance it might already be Apple Podcasts. If you have an Apple device, it might already be on your phone. But once you have one of those uh, apps, you just search in the search bar, one shot, 
all one word, one life, all one word. There you'll have all of our past shows. If you subscribe, hit the little plus sign, all of our future shows will automatically be downloaded to your device. And you can listen to us whenever, wherever you are on the treadmill, on your commute, whatever will be there for you. We'd love for you to do that. So thank you so much, Josh. And uh, yeah, check out the podcast. We want to thank you. Last month, we had our most uh, ever downloads and unique listeners and all that. So we keep growing and developing. So, all right, let's get back to the show today. There's a big event going on all weekend, Saturday and Sunday here in Omaha, Nebraska. The 2023 Miss Nebraska and Miss Nebraska Teen USAs here in Omaha. Um, Ladies, would you share with us and our listeners what's going on this weekend and how people can come and participate? Of course. So this Saturday night at 7 p.m., we are hosting the preliminary competition for both Miss Nebraska USA and Miss Nebraska Teen USA. And so if you come on down to the Rose Theater in Omaha, you're able to buy tickets at the door and you can watch all of these young women compete for the title. And the actual crowning for Miss Nebraska USA and Miss Nebraska Teen USA occurs tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Same place, Rose Theater. You can buy tickets at the door. Meet us. And you can also see our soon-to-be new title holders. Yeah, and if you want to get more information, go to the website, MissNebraskaUSA.com. You can also watch live as as well, from what I understand. If you can't make it here in person, do that. So MissNebraskaUSA.com to get more information. All right, Farron, Natalie, I'm going to let you jump in whenever you guys feel good about this. But would you share with with our listeners, what what have been some hopes and dreams in your life that you've gone to pursue? So a hope and dream of mine was always to, I mean, I academically, I think, perform really well in high school. That was like a huge goal of mine growing up is to like get into a good college and keep my GPA up because I mean, just coming from my family, like I'm, I'm in a family of engineers, like they're all civil engineers, super, super smart. So I feel like I had a little bit of pressure on me. (laughs) So um, I worked really, really hard in high school academically. So that's a huge goal that I have accomplished, like my ACT score, my GPA, things like that. I'm really proud of myself. Just, you know, you know, making sure that I'm sticking true to that. But also being Miss Teen USA was a huge, huge goal of mine throughout my entire life. I've always wanted to become Miss Universe ever since I was 10 years old. I remember watching and just like taking notes. I have little notebooks from when I was 10 years old of all the things I thought about all the different contestants at Miss Universe. And I always wanted to one day walk on the stage. And the fact that I'm just so close to that as Miss Teen USA, I mean, Miss USA, Miss Universe, like we're all just, it's like an umbrella. So it's, it's kind of crazy that I'm here today, like being like I'm am Miss Teen USA. It's, it's just wild to see my dreams kind of play out like that. And I mean, even becoming Miss Nebraska Teen USA, huge, huge goal of mine. I was not expecting to win Miss Teen USA. I always used to tell my mom that oh, I want to win Miss Nebraska Teen USA. I'm never going to make it top 16 at Teen USA. It's way too hard, but maybe I'll win Miss USA one day. Like I always put it off, put my goals off until the future. And I kind of underestimated myself, but I think hard work and determination can get you anywhere. And if you really put your mind to something and you really want something, but you also have like a genuine love in your heart for whatever you're doing, it can be really awesome. And you never know what God has place on your life and the calling he's put on your life. And I guess he wrote this title into my life and wanted me to have this this year. And I'm just really grateful to have it so I can impact other people and use this as a force for good. As a platform. I met with your dad last night. We had a great conversation. He was telling me, he's like, hey, you know what? Life's all about just 
you know, uh, serving and doing what God's called you to do and serving other people. And everybody's, nobody's underneath you. Nobody's above you. You just love them and serve them walking. It was a great, we had a great conversation. Obviously (laughs) he has passed that on to you as well. So my parents are so amazing. I I've learned a lot from them. Like character wise, they are, uh, they get full credit for who I am today. So Natalie, how about you? Hopes and dreams? Oh, boy. Yes. I mean, you've <laughs> achieved a lot in your life. An attorney, <laughs> serving at the Supreme Court, um, you've, you're a professional ballet dancer, a model. Yes, it's been it's been fun, but it's also been interesting because I think when I look back on my life so far and think of the hopes and dreams that I've had or that I hope to soon accomplish, I feel like it almost goes in waves. And I've noticed that I like to set goals that are a little bit you know, closer on the horizon than, you know, your five-year plan, your Mm -hmm. 10-year plan, things like that. So, you know, it starts even at a young age. It's, you know, like Farron said, you want to do well academically in school and you can set yourself up for success using a number of different tools. But for me specifically, I remember, you know, I had a very serious ballet career and I was thinking I wanted to become a professional ballet dancer. And I was doing everything by the book that you should be doing to become a professional ballet dancer. When it comes to a point when I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I sprained my ankle during rehearsal mm-hmm. um, at this ballet company, which was Ballet West, I that was kind of a moment that I think God specifically put on my life to pause and kind of reevaluate if this is what I'm going to end up doing. Um, because becoming a ballet dancer, you're not going to college. It's a very short lived career. It's going to be very tough on your body. You're going to, you're not really going to get paid that well. Um, if specifically if you're doing classical ballet. So it was kind of a moment in time where I'm like, I don't even, you know, I've never questioned if this is where my life was headed. But now that I've had this moment to be forced to pause and question, you know, I was kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't know now. I don't know if that's actually my future and if that's what I should be doing. And so I kind of took that worry and, you know, did some action from it and decided to apply and enroll in college. And now I'm an attorney. And so, and that is a completely whole different Was that something you planned on or thought about before? So I had originally thought about it because my mother practiced law and my grandfather was a judge and I have a number of uh, relatives that are lawyers. But it's funny because going into college, no, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I think I changed my major three or four times. You know, it was journalism. It was pre-med. It was, you know, I, I had no idea. Um, and it wasn't until I realized that I really was committed to a lot of politics in my community in Chicago, which is where I was attending college, as well as a lot of advocacy in my community. And that then uh, resulted in me applying to spend about six months in Washington, D.C. And when I was looking at applications for internships, I saw the Supreme Court and I'm like, you know, of course, right? If you want to pick a branch of government, why not? But, you know, I'm I am just sending out applications, mass mailings of applications. I'm not expecting to hear back from them. But when I got a call back, I was like, okay, this is actually happening. You know, the ball's rolling here. And it was a very rigorous interview process, but ultimately it was meant for me. And I ended up securing the internship. And that I think, I mean, once you work at the Supreme Court, anyone's going to want to go to law school. You you get to see justice in action and up close. And so I was able to, you know, meet a number of the justices on a daily basis. They gave you wonderful advice. They were very smart, but also very personable humans, which was good to find out because you don't know that much about Supreme Court justices. Uh, But again, that's another moment in life where, you know, it's not only hit pause, but it's also it makes you reevaluate where you're at and where you're headed. Well, on that same line, have there been times when you've wanted to give up? I mean, obviously, that was a pause time because you were forced to. 
um, because you got injured and then you had to stop for a moment. Were there times you wanted to give up? And if so, what caused you to keep moving forward? So I've been competing in pageants since the age of nine. And so I've done um, a variety of national pageants and different systems before I eventually knew I wanted to compete for Miss Teen USA my senior year of high school when I was older. So I could, I just, you know, I like planned it out that way, a little strategic. <laughs> but um, when I competed for High School America, I competed when I was a sophomore in high school and it was during COVID as well. So it was like it was just a really rough time for yeah. everyone socially. It was hard for me to get out in my community. And I felt really discouraged at the state level when I was holding my state title. And so I didn't really work super, super hard as I should have for nationals. And then when I did get to nationals, I didn't even make top 15. You know, I had a good time, but we weren't allowed to talk with the girls because of COVID. So it was just a really, really mm. rough year for me. And it kind of made me step back and reevaluate. And I was thinking, like, I don't even know if I eventually want to go on and compete in more pageants. And I felt discouraged almost. And I think also it was going from like a third runner up placement in the, in that system to the second time competing, not even making the top 16. Like as much as I don't want to admit it, it was a hit to my confidence because sure. I mean, I, you, you do take it personal, but at the end of the day, it taught me so much on how it's subjective. You never know. Like I could, I say same judges, different day, different outcome, because seriously, like you never know how your interview might go. There's so many different things that go into the pageant process and truly it's just five humans judging you. You, but you have to look at pageants as not of the end result, but the process going through it. And that's what you're, that's where you're growing and not that the crown and banner are going to be determining your worth, but it's, it's you finding your own worth throughout the process of learning about yourself and preparing for the pageant. And you get to learn so much about yourself. You have to know yourself inside and out before you step into an interview room with judges. And I think that's where I went wrong in high school America when I did compete in that system, because I was looking at it as like, Oh, I want the title. I want to win so badly. And that that almost made me reevaluate that you mm -hmm. need to, when you go into pageants, you need to be going in for looking for friendships, looking for personal growth and for good things, not the crown and banner. And I think that's what got me to the place where I am today is changing my mindset, flipping it upside down completely. And <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like, it was like a knock on the head from God. And I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, geez, I mean, not even making top 15. It hurt my feelings. I think I got like 30th place or something <laughs> out of the girls. I was like, oh my goodness, I am so bad. But it was like really just a, a great learning curve that I needed to have. And it taught me to never expect a crown and a sash when you yes. compete, but expect to grow and make friends and have a great experience. Truly, truly, because obviously we all compete and we want the crown and sash and that's okay to have that dream but if you go in and that's all you want then it's just like you probably aren't going to get anywhere you need to be going in with a different mindset of positivity and just love and growth for yourself and for others <laughs> if i had learned that lesson when i was i know her age i it would have saved a lot from <laughs> right? jennifer you know what i'm saying i mean that's uh it's amazing and that's the core i was you already answered my next question when like the, what is the core focus of your dreams and if it's not that i've worked with so many adults when they get to a certain level in their life and they're like hey it feels empty and the reason why it feels empty when we dig down to the core is their life was never designed to serve and work with other people it was always about what can i get mm -hmm. and not what can i give exactly. and that's been and that's man you you nailed that one so natalie what about you before we take our next break just 
you know, what have there been times when you just wanted to quit? Obviously, you got the injury, but other times where you oh, wanted to yes. quit. And then what did you do to move forward? Plenty of times. I feel like most of my times honestly relate to uh, academia. And mm. again, a lot of my, mm. you know, the past few years for me has been law school. Uh, and so such a perfect example is when I was studying for the LSAT, which is the entrance exam to get into law school, I was locked in. I was getting up at 5, 6 a.m. every day, running, studying all day, going to my classes at college. But I was, you know, not really hanging out with my friends, not doing anything social. I was studying for months. And this, you know, I stayed on a routine. I knew I was going to get a good score. I was testing so well. I had tutors. I had everything you needed to do to do well on this exam. Come exam day, bombed it. I walked out of there. I was, I mean, you know, I was, like I said, I was testing really well. There was no excuse for me to have done poorly on that exam. I walk out and eventually I end up getting my score. It's average, if not below average, you know, it'll get in, it'll get you into an okay school. But, you know, I had my dreams way up here. I just interned at the Supreme Court. You know, my head's all big and I think I'm, you know, invincible. And then I just got humbled by that (laughs) exam. And it was tough because I, I'm sitting here trying to evaluate what I could have done differently because I'm like, I did everything that you should have done. Um, and so again, I think it depends on your personality, but definitely for me in that, in that time and even me moving forward, I think sometimes I do best in life and best in my accomplishments when I do take a step back and kind of let go and let God mm-hmm. and let the work show for itself. And so in the three months, I think that passed between the first time I took the exam and the second time I took the exam, I think I studied a handful of times. Mm. I think I took a few practice exams and then went and hung out with my friends, went and, you know, went to the gym, went and had like a good normal college, you know, young person routine and come examine a little more naturally. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, you just, you know, you live your life as you're supposed to and, you know, actually not be all pent up and stressed, but, you know, kind of relax a little bit. I go in and take the exam the second time. And now my expectations are <laughs> really the low. very low. Yeah. I'm like, you know, whatever. Maybe law school isn't for me. You know, I'll just go in, take it. We'll see. I mean, I crushed it. I think <laughs> I walked out of that exam. Like, I don't think I got one wrong. <laughs> I think I, you know, I'm like, I think I got the highest score of everyone that's taking this. And, you know, and it ended up being a very good score. And it was a reflection of granted, I think a lot of that hard work that I put in at the beginning. But I also think that kind of what Farron was saying, you know, when the actual day comes for the pageant competition, or the exam or the job review, you have to kind of, you know, let the work speak for itself, Mm -hmm. but also be easy on yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't put all this pressure. Don't put all this stress on you. Recognize that the process itself was the biggest learning point. And, you know, the end result, it's going to come around when it needs to come around. And you'll be able to, you know, maybe it's not yes immediately. Maybe right. it's a no or wait. Uh, but I promise you at the end of the day, it will, you know, it will fall in your favor, even though it might not look as you originally expected it to. Well, I tell you what, if you uh, go back and listen to that again in the podcast, so those are just great examples of what it takes um, to really pursue a dream that matters and that makes a difference. So thank you so much, Natalie and Farron, for sharing your hearts there. Well, um, and if if each of us don't pursue our dreams and and hearts uh, desires, we literally could be robbing other people around us. We're going to take our final break. And when we come back, we're going to dig into the question, what's at stake if we don't pursue our dreams? You're listening to One Shot, One Life on Lincoln's number one news and talk station, 1499.3 KLAN. 
One Shot, One Life is presented by Lincoln Coin and Bullion, where we treat each customer with respect and dignity. A customer who purchases $50,000 of gold is not treated differently than a customer selling a gold filling. Every customer uniquely contributes to our business success. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We love having you with us, especially today as we're broadcasting live from Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, getting ready for a full weekend of fun activities from the 2023 Miss Nebraska USA pageants. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin and Bullion, Pat, Courtney, Katie, and Aaron, my trusted Precious Metals team for well over a decade now. As a matter of fact, I visited them last week. They're awesome people, and they just take care of you. They really want to know you, and you know on one shot, all I've talked about is when you go to pursue your dreams and you have a plan, make sure it's a proven plan. Maybe make sure it's with somebody that you trust. Lincoln Coin and Bullion, exactly that team. You can trust them. If you're looking to buy or sell precious metals, gold, silver, platinum, or palladium, they're the place to go. Um, they only work with you by appointment, by the way, because they want to make sure that you know you get exactly what you want and you're educated in the process. So to set up that appointment, go to 402-327-2853 on your cell phone, call them up, make that appointment. And if you want to check out more of what they do, you can go to their website at LincolnCoinAndBullion.com. All right. We're having an amazing and insightful conversation today uh, with Miss uh, Nebraska Teen USA and reigning Miss Teen USA, Farron Meddy. Does that ever get old? No. I I just want to know. (laughs) and miss nebraska usa natalie peeper does that ever get old second runner up all right Uh, and co-executive director of ambrose and associates jennifer vanetta fisher uh does that ever get old (laughs) no that's good i'm glad not today today. (laughs) well this is our final segment i really want to talk about and explore this a little bit deeper to the next level we talked about your dreams things you pursue some things that held you back, you know, in your process of pursuing what God's really called you to do. But I want to present this question about what happens if you don't pursue your dreams? What if you wouldn't have this? Just step back a second. Um, Natalie, what if you wouldn't have applied for the Supreme Court? What if you hadn't gone back the second time to take that test? Um, Farron, what if you hadn't started going to, you know, the pageants? What if after COVID, you didn't go back after not placing where you wanted to go? What would be different in your lives? Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here today with all of these people and being the woman I am if I didn't if I didn't continue to push through any kind of setback, then I wouldn't have made it any of the goals that I had when I was a little girl that I dreamed of. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so important to not let setback discourage you, but know that it's something that's thrown your way so you can grow and learn from it. I always I don't like to use the word failure because I feel like it has such a negative connotation. I talked about this in my Teen USA interview that I don't like to reflect on my failures too much because in a pessimistic way, but rather learn from them, grow through them, take them as a tool to further myself and develop myself even more. It's like almost like God is throwing something like a little bump in your path, but that bump leads up the mountain. Like if you're in a valley, you're going up. 
and but enjoy the valley because it's beautiful mm-hmm. down in the valley and up at the mountain it's beautiful you get a fresh view but enjoy while you're down in the valley with the animals and the greenery and all of the things so enjoy the trip up as well like don't just live for the top of the mountain mm-hmm. view but enjoy that trip up and i know that that's like that's just like one of my favorite things that um of advice that i've ever gotten from someone but i mean yeah it's just crazy to think about if i didn't pursue this and take the risk to compete in Miss Nebraska Teen USA a year ago, then I would have never been Miss Teen USA. I wouldn't have impacted the people I have. I wouldn't All have the met. thousands of people. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have met these people in my life that I just cherish so much. And I mean, my life would be entirely different and I would be a completely different person, which is so mind boggling to think about because my goodness, like the people I've met throughout this year have changed my life entirely. And I'm so grateful for all of you so much. So Natalie, how about you? Yes. So I think, you know, like Farron was saying, I think your life and your trajectory of where you're headed would look so different than where we both are at, which is very interesting to think about. But I also think that at least for me, you know, and I, I'm sure every single person struggles with this, but the more you self doubt or say no, or are too scared or give up, the more you're going to look back on it with regret Mm -hmm. and the more that kind of crushes your own self-confidence. So I think, you know, if I would have given up on law school or given up on, you know, the million things that I have failed at in life, if I would have immediately given up then and there, I think I would have probably carried that with me. And in a negative way, I would have been a little bitter. I would have been definitely, you know, causing and creating more self-doubt in myself. And it kind of limits you and it continues to limit you more and more until you're no longer reaching your full potential. You're not going after what you had originally dreamed or what you have originally tried to create for yourself. And so I think for me, the biggest thing is the more I try, the more resilient I am specifically, the more I'm going to accomplish and better myself and others. And that's just the direct correlation I've been able to identify in myself. Anytime I say no, anytime I step back or abandon something, I come back to eventually regret it or I feel worse about myself. Mm. And so at least for me, resilience is key. And it's again, it's in the process. It might not be yes every time. It might be a lot of repeated failures. But at the end of the day, like if you have that resilience, it builds you up and it builds up your self-confidence. So good. Jennifer, what are your what are you thinking as you're hearing them oh, talk? I'm just so proud. <laughs> I, I feel like a proud mama. You know? Um, but when we were talking earlier about not letting uh, circumstances stop you, you know, from achieving your goal or, or, um, chasing your dreams. I was also thinking it's important to not let fear or whatever it is at play keep you from even starting. Yes. And in Natalie's case specifically, you know, she had never competed in a pageant before. This wasn't necessarily a lifelong dream of hers, but she did always kind of wonder about it. And, you know, we talked earlier even about misconceptions of pageantry. You don't have to have competed a thousand times to do well or win the title. You know, it happens for rookies all the time. And so Natalie last year in the top five was asked about fear or something that held her back from achieving a dream or or something that fact, I I really want to go back and, and, and listen to it again. But I remember sitting there feeling so inspired by what she was sharing because she's, you know, a classically trained ballerina. She's an attorney. She's accomplished so much. And yet she just bared her soul on stage and said, 
I I was afraid to try. I mean, I had always wondered about it. I was curious about the idea of competing in Miss Nebraska USA. That's good. No, I've given you I'm giving you a hand signal. We're oh. we're 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 broadcasting live, so we're trying to work through this. So we've got just let less than a minute left. Yes. Uh, I just want to make sure that we give a quick plug. This weekend is full of activities for um Miss uh, Nebraska and Miss Nebraska Teen New Crowns are going to go out uh, for 2023. Where can people go to get more information and to plug into uh, attending? MissNebraskaUSA.com will have all the information you need. You can vote for your favorite contestant on the People's Choice. You can um, find the pageant information. We're at the Rose Theater tonight at 7, tomorrow night at 7. You'll meet these two fabulous, amazing young ladies and cheer on the ladies hoping to follow in their footsteps. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a great show. We really appreciate that. Uh, I also want to thank our producers, Josh and Johnny, back home. Back home. Uh, until next time, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. Thank you for listening to the One Shot, One Life Show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now, OneShotOneLife.com. And listen every Saturday morning at 11, right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One life.